Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. We have not done this podcast since last year. Uh, a lot of people will be wondering, actually, because I know a couple of years ago, or maybe last year, Matt will have to correct me, you didn't go the traditional turkey and veg route. You had the three birds. Oh, me, roast. yeah, that was last year. That... So so what did you do this year? Turkey crown. Uh, oh, same. Turkey crown. Back to basics. There was a turkey in the three birds roast, though. Oh, I know, I know, but it's not the same. We had we had ham, as well, like a like a boiled bacon ham. What for your main meal? Ooh. With main... the main meal, yeah. We do, oh, do with it. Do tur- turkey crown and boiled ham. Yeah, not and nothing else. No, and the traditional, you know, roast. I was going to say parsnips, that was... carrots, you know, all that kind of thing. We had Tom Carriage's carrots, and he still wants them back now. Um, yeah. Which is... yeah. Which are classic um, comedy. This is what we're for. Tom, Tom Carriage, comedy of that level. Tom Carriage's carrots uh, are ones which you have to soak in a whole um, block of butter Pig. for twenty-four hours. What? For serving. That doesn't sound real, does it's it? It's lovely. It is, it, you can only eat them once a year, though, or else yeah. you die. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, Gary, and Matt talking telly on a Custard TV podcast. Because, Gary, you, this is the only time you watch what I call normal telly. So you'd have gone to your parents' Yeah, or I did actually watch... You... Uh, we started with... Uh, in the morning, there was various films, but I don't remember watching all of them. But we, I managed to fit in... I bet you did watch them all. You just don't no, remember what I managed them. to fit in an hour of Empire Strikes Back whilst my parents were not watching, uh, which was quite good. Uh, that, sounds, that sounds rude, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Uh, I'll fit that in while my parents aren't the, watching. The que- Sneaky Empire State's back. The Queen's Speech. Watch that. Yeah. You know, got to find out what the family are doing. Uh, and then I did actually watch and quite enjoy the Call the Midwife Christmas special. Ooh. Oh. And my I, God. I want to review it. I want Gary's review of Call the Midwife. Yeah, let's do that I quick, didn't even see it. Please. Um, well, it was, it was a Christmas special, but it was based... No. Around, no, no, serious. It was based around the fact that um, one of the... Uh, now there's the inside the the thing you've got. Nuns. What the hell's going on, you've Matt? I'm already inside, inside the the thing you've got nuns and midwives. Nanata's house. Yeah. Nanata. So one of the very elderly nuns was having a bit of a sort of a turn and was trying to do things about Christmas ahead of time, like she was putting up tinsel and. That would be uh, Judy Parfit's character. Thank you. And then she ended up leaving, and everyone thought maybe she was going into dementia, but it, she was trying to find her childhood home. Uh, and then I tell you what, this with Matt's interjections, it's like a review with subtitles. It is a direct <laughs> comment. You know what you were saying about uh, dementia before, Gary? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It was, a, what, it was a couple of weeks ago now. I just thought it was very good. And the girl. What from, was uh, it about Fresh it Meat, that you enjoyed Charlotte, it, Charlotte? The the girl from Fresh Meat was very good. 
I tell yeah. you what, I might watch the next series of Call the Midwife. There Ooh. you are. I think that's a weekly feature. Yeah. Well, now that Miranda Blooming is. isn't in it, I might have a chance of watching this it. This is what we. How far did Gary get with the new series? <laughs> Call the Midwife. Yeah. We will check. We will check well, every week was... from now on. Is it Gary's we'll delivery every... service? Work on Gary Redrup at your service. I don't, that would just be an awesome sitcom with Gary as a, a midwife. I suppose we had the delivery. Hey, is this the point where I tell you that I did actually do a child development GCSE? <laughs> what even does How that do... involve? <laughs> well, it was doing about child de- nature versus nurture and all that. Were the GCSEs around when you were in school? Sorry to be. That's up, yeah, of course. I did the last ever 11 plus that was taken into consideration before they brought it back. I thought you might have thought be like O levels. No, I think I was. I was about the third or fourth year that GCSEs were done. Okay. And how often were you caned? Uh, never, because I was a good boy. <laughs> That's just creepy. I don't know why I asked. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We didn't have a cane. We had a, we, the, 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 the head teacher had a, 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 a I was going to say a baseball bat. <laughs> It'd be hard. <laughs> I meant a table tennis bat. <laughs> what did you do, boy? <laughs> in one. Yeah. Okay, I don't think we've done this yet, but Gary's in the London area. Hello. And Matt's in the stereotypical north. Hey, I can't I can't wait till we get to the reviews and you go back and you do the reviews and he goes, Hello I love that bit <laughs> That's my favourite bit, I wanna do it now. God, I'm glad we started early. <laughs> okay. TV news, reviews, previews, Gary Goes West, catching us up on all the US stuff, all the stuff you've missed over the last few weeks, back in its full glory. Uh, there is a load of new BBC drama um, being launched in 2016, the year of our Lord, and uh, you can go and find out what those shows are by visiting our Coming Soon page online yes, at the website thecustardtv.com. There you will also find out that uh, Danny Brocklehurst, BBC One drama Ordinary Lies, which was about no ordinary lies at all, uh, is going to be coming back for a second series. The reason we wanted to discuss this is because it's another one of those dramas, a la The Syndicate, and I know there's been another Prey. one. Ish. Prey, yeah, ish. One out. There's been, uh, there's been a fair well, few. Well, The Missing, isn't it? To... That's going to be... Yeah. Shetland? Where, where it's the same Shetland. premise. <laughs> well, that got a second series. I'm going back in time. It got a second That's series. not what... No, you're, you've missed the point <laughs> here. You can't just name a drama. <laughs> right, okay. It's not a name a drama game. It's a prison break. No? Okay, fine. What we mean is it's the same premise with a completely different setting and a the completely street? different cast. So no, I... that was the same setting. Yeah. yeah. The Syndicate is the only sort of proper one that has one. changes it yeah. up every year. But I feel like there should be I, more. I think but I can't what think we w- this is sort of what we're getting at. We we talked about this on the Christmas special when we had Debs on about series just coming back for coming yeah. back's sake and coming back with completely new stories, completely new casts. We'll be getting it soon with the missing. We had it with Prey, basically, even though the Rosie Caviero character uh, came I mean, back it, in that. But basically, but, um, Ordinary Lies, which was set in a car showroom, is this time being yeah. set in a sports... Um, like a sports direct type shop, I, I believe. 
um, national sport. The large now is the headquarters of a large national sports goods company. <sighs> Whatever that so is. Annoying. So annoying. They're so like days. JJB Sports HQ or something like that. Yeah. First time we've mentioned them on the podcast. Yeah. Are they? Well, is it still a thing, still. JJB, or is that? Yeah, at least people will come back to it thinking, oh, right, I enjoyed Series 1. Otherwise, if they give it a new name, doesn't, make it, doesn't that make it difficult to attract new uh, But I think what Luke's point is, why bring back the show under that title in the first mm. place? Because what people mm. latched onto was the characters, was the setting, was everything like that, mm. you know. So there's no point... I, I agree. I'm, I'm, just, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying... Isn't it? Is it more difficult to relaunch a, a show with a new title? The only reason they're bringing it back, Omni Lies at all, is that people what, is because of the ratings it got. But because the ratings it got, presumably, was because people like the stories surrounding those characters and the characters themselves and the actors. Whereas now you're not getting any of that. You're just yeah, getting the title. That's all it is. I did- I didn't rate the original series at all. A lot all, of people did, doubt... though. It surprised me. A lot of people who don't usually watch a lot of British TV tuned into it and did like it, which mm. surprised me. Whereas, you know, the three of us really didn't rate it at all, did we? So two things that were leaving us. ITV's Jekyll and Hyde, which never really found its comfort zone with being on too early well, in the evening. Well, I think what happened then... with Jekyll and Hyde was that people complained about it being on too early... And then there was an episode that was postponed. For, so was it because, because of the Paris? What attack. happened in in France? Paris yeah. Attacks. The thing is, as well, though, that they spent a lot of money on this. This was one of their big shows. This was one of the shows that um, Peter Finch went, went on about. on about alongside Unforgotten. This was the other show that he was highlighting. I, I mean, obviously, to... that I, I think, as you say, it, 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 any momentum that it got mm. from the complaints, which let's face it. In, in television world, you know, all publicity is good publicity. You know, if you're saying that uh, a number of hundred people complained about your show, the following week, you're bound to get a few new viewers just out of the interest. I just don't think it's so, one of those things that can necessarily find its feet straight away. It's, you know, it's a fantasy thing. It needs time to sort of settle yeah. down and things like that. And I think it did find an audience. And I think there have been quite a few people vocal about it being cancelled online because I think some people did quite like this, but not enough people were watching well, it. There was a... And Cuffs, uh, BBC One's crime drama, which I was keen on to begin mm-hmm. with, and then just I found thought it, it was. A bit... so, I mean, again, we talked about this, didn't we, on the Christmas show? Um, yeah. That we, we, I thought it was a solid crime drama, good in the 8pm slot, something different there. And again, I don't know how much you're going to get, di- you know, different ratings-wise in that 8 o'clock slot, especially no. against, I think, yeah. was it up against the ITV soaps? I'm not sure at that time. The thing with Cuffs is that I reckon it did cost quite a lot to make because obviously it was Mm. almost all exteriors, wasn't it, in Brighton? So it can't be cheap. And obviously if they replace it with something in studio like a watchdog or something similar, then that is going to cost them a lot less money. And the NTA's nominees are announced. Uh, Matt and I went to these a couple of years ago. We did. Um, We did. 20th of January is when the next lot is out. We've picked our favourites in the nominations. It's your usual bog standard, hugely popular. Using the royal we. We? When when you say we? The website. I I have picked our (laughs) favourites for us. Um, (laughs) That's what I mean. Um, So, yeah, it's the usual populist sort of ordinary lies in there to give you an example of the drama. I think Broadchurch 2 gets far more mention than it even deserves i'd forgotten all about that and they reminded me of it but yeah if you want to have a look at the list it's online at thecustardtv.com 
And because you've all been so good up to this point, let's go west with Gary. Thank you very much. A couple of renewals for the online service that Amazon run. Uh, Hand of God, uh, which stars... Oh, this is going to... Uh, Ron, Ron Perlman. Perlman. Hey. Ooh, Ooh, where did that come from? Oh, at the end there. Like you, uh, yeah. uh, he's a former judge. Uh, and and the, uh, the first series that I haven't seen, I saw the preview, you know, the pilot that they made, but I haven't yet watched the first series. Matt, you watched a bit of Red Oaks. That's the one set in the country club, isn't it? it and is. that's been given a second series. Okay. And uh, Man in the High Castle, which I've watched. Matt commit, and we go on about Gary, but Matt doesn't commit to no. an awful lot. Well, no, either. I'm sorry, but I do watch an awful I can't watch everything, Luke. I can't, Why not? I can't no. People it. need stamps, Luke. Come right. on. Yeah. Uh, and then Man, Man in the High Castle, which received a lot of critical acclaim before, before Christmas. And I thought... <laughs> not after Christmas. HBO are also renewing stuff. They've renewed The Leftovers for a third and final series. I've seen series one, but haven't managed to watch series two yet. But that show's on Sky Atlantic. Can you do that joke here. about Gary loving Leftovers again? You can't. No, I can't, because you haven't seen the second series, damn you, Gary. I'm sorry. Uh, Yahoo Screen, which, for those of you who can remember, uh, brought back the sixth series of Community, which uh, finished sometime last year, uh, is closing its services. We reported, I think, about three months ago that they lost some ridiculous amount of couple of million pounds launching this service and not getting many people onto it, so they've closed it. So this is possibly the first online service to close that was backed by a big company. I mean, there's been others that haven't sort of, you know, lasted very long, but this is the first of them. I mean, Yahoo put a lot of money into this. I remember using it to watch the first couple of communities, and I just found it a really awkward service to use. And it was another one that wouldn't have been built into most people's TV, so they had to be logged onto the computer, into yeah. their Yahoo account. And it was just, it wasn't very user-friendly, so... I don't know whether people would have bothered. Obviously, community fans were keen. But I think in this in this, in this country, you've got it on Sony TV. So I think mm. mostly, as you say, the, the, the lack of interest for Americans in any other thing that was on the service other than community was probably what was hurting them. If you watched any Celebrity Big Brother last night, you would not have been able to miss the previews for the new miniseries of The X-Files on Channel 5 that's coming. And that's going to be early February, which is going to be about one to two weeks after it's being shown in the States. Uh, I'm I'm absolutely hooked uh, already. How many uh, episodes in the mini series? I'm always confused I by think what I'm six, mini- But let, if if maybe Matt could check that whilst I'm uh, going through. What am I checking? How many? He doesn't episodes? listen. Have you noticed he doesn't listen? To I'm, I'm sorry, but I am checking on the other two series on Yahoo Screen, which were oh, well, Sin, we don't know Sin what... City Saints and Other that... Space. There you are. You could have just made those out. I would, he may know. well have done. Could you check how many episodes are in the new I'm doing series? it now. I am listening. X-Files, Doesn't yeah. he get arsey? <laughs> doesn't he get arsey? He doesn't take much of you around. Uh, and here is, as mentioned, my review of the show that dominated a lot of the Christmas period for some people. And I finished off in two days. Uh, the excellent Making a Murderer, which is a true life story, but certainly done very much in a television style. I think halfway through the series, the amount of twists and turns that are going on, you probably thought, gosh, if this lot were actors, I wouldn't have been that surprised. This is the telling <laughs> of the story of a, um, a Northern American. I say Northern American, not North America, but he's in the North of America. I'm br- <laughs> cut, that, okay. cut that bit out. What's going on? Steve Avery, uh, who, in a kind of rectify thing, was released from prison after DNA. Did you get that on DVD for Christmas? No, you didn't send it to me. 
No, you were, that's what you said to me. You're getting the... There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Oh, no, 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 we have my uncle's watching it, and then he's going to lend it to me. Oh, I see, go on. Yeah, anyway. Uh, Steve Avery was uh, wrongly convicted for 18 years of a crime he didn't commit uh, in, uh, I think it's in Wisconsin in America. And uh, ironically, what happens is after about a year after being out of prison, he's then convicted, uh, arrested and convicted of a crime, which it appears, again, he didn't commit. Uh, and the, the, the show follows very closely the trial uh, and the trial of his nephew, who was involved and also convicted. This has caused a lot of furore. A lot of people have been tweeting about this over Christmas. It's now produced an online petition where people are still trying to uh, get the release of Steve Avery, um, who's still incarcerated in a prison in, in, uh, in America. A lot of links to Serial, which was the podcast which we've kind of mentioned before, uh, in that it took a, a, a real life case and dealt with it week by week, you know, in a very in, in this like this episodical way. Uh, it's there's 12 episodes and it's it's absolutely engrossing. Um, it's one of those things where real life. If you wrote this as a drama, you probably wouldn't get as accurate as the real life version is. It's 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 absolutely amazing. Um, the, the the twist, the turns, and as I say, the, the the involvement. And if you had any faith in the American justice system, this will just rip it apart. Although you do have to remember, one of the things that I've read and looked into the last uh, since I saw it is you have to remember that the film documentary makers were on his side. So there's times when the evidence that they've shown you is a little bit one-sided in his favour. Somebody wanted to know over Christmas, and you can do this at your leisure when Matt and I are talking about something uh, uh, later. What's the oldest thing in sort of time on your hard drive because you say you've got almost everything you've ever seen on there plus a load of things you've yet to catch up on I can so yeah, hold on. somebody wants to know i've got i've got the that. last series of dci banks that was recorded in april 2015 that i haven't seen no you've not seen any of that no I, i've saved it so that i'll watch it <laughs> in, anything in a, older in than tw- april 2015 yeah no 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 thinking anything hmm. but i've only had this since about this time last year, so I've got two episodes of Jonathan Strange to watch. Oh, the whole series of Witness, I never did. I never did get onto that, so I saved Witnesses. it. Witnesses, Witnesses, sorry, uh, and then eight episodes of Dark Matter, which was a sci-fi thing that I watched a bit of last year. So how much? How much space? Do uh, you have Thirty-five percent on... taken. So I've still got sixty-five percent left. There, oh, that's math for you. Oh, maths, early maths <laughs> on the Okay, so Gary Goes West will return next week, but now that my second favourite bit of the podcast, where we hand over to Matt for the review, and he says, 
I'm not a performing monkey. Oh, I can't. What? <laughs> Says he who made me. That's not what you say. You made me. Hello. He's playing. Yeah, no, no, not the same. Not the same. Dance, monkey. <laughs> right. Um, review time. Oh, now I'm... you may play with your nuts. <laughs> I've completely lost what we were reviewing now. Luther. Let's do Luther while I try oh. and find my document. This was a two-parter that was said by Neil Cross in the press and Idris Elba at the Luther screening to be the very last one of Luther, at least on the telly. They're still keen to do a film adaptation if they get the opportunity. And it was, for lack of a better word, terrible. It was average. It wasn't yeah, terrible. Average. It was I, average. I, underwhelming would be my yeah. adjective. Will you allow me pointless? No. You want to go and watch it now? It's just finished. I, no, <laughs> no, it's not, not. No, it was pointless because we didn't. It didn't yeah, learn. it didn't really lead anywhere. Nothing really got resolved. I, I understand. I understand where you're going. It was basically a comeback for comeback's sake, and it felt to me like he was saying we need another, you know, almost like we need a movie. What it was, and you alluded to this, was the fact that Idris Elba had said, I want to come back and do another one because I didn't like the way the last one ended. Yeah. Well, this one ended well, in that terribly. case, he's going he's gonna to be coming back for more. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope he doesn't watch this one. But I, don't, but I just think the first episode was fine. It was very Luthery, mm. and you could see. Yeah. The second episode, it was like they went, we don't know. We haven't got enough. The comedy the... Cockney villain who they yeah. he sent yeah. like everyone in London to kill Luther, yeah. and that lasted yeah. one scene. And then yeah. the stuff with the case in his past, we and the woman genuinely... who sort of supposedly killed Alice, but she's probably still alive. The and three it's... of us who watched this were genuinely into it in the first one, and really confused hmm. by. The... I think the second one did really feel like. I think there was too they much. Had lost their there way. was too much for a two-parter. I think if they'd have scrapped all the stuff with the, you know, the gangster sending everyone to kill Luther, if they'd scrapped that, it would still be the same. I don't think it would lose anything, and I think you would get more time to tell that other story about the past, about why someone might have harmed Alice. But I think that they are going to bring it back, maybe for the big screen, and Ruth Wilson will come back. And I think part of the reason she hasn't come back, obviously, is because of the affair, and maybe because she now will only do sort of stuff maybe on American TV or on the big screen. I just, I was so disappointed because if you're going to, if you're saying this is the last one and then you don't give us a definitive end, what's the point? I, I suppose the other point is is that it, it it was brought in as like a big sort of thing. It was heavily promoted and I, it's, it like, was on it's like Luther's like a name like another program will come to where they can just say we're bringing Luther back and it's already got the audience there and they yeah. will yeah. watch it. Uh, when you say it was heavily promoted, it was on in December. I didn't. See yeah, it and it wasn't buses. on in September, Gary. So no, it was on a bus. That's no, a good point. Yeah. <laughs> Detectorist was back for a Christmas special. Me and Luke watched Speaking it. Speaking of, of, of disappointing... Yeah, disappointing sort of... In its favour, I did like the sort of contained storyline about Andy's um, Curse of the Gold, that he'd found this item. It's actually Lance. Lance, I know. I, I, as I said it, I was like, hang on, no, it's Lance. He found this thing <laughs> and, and 
and since then he's had all this bad luck and stuff like that. Um, but I think the fact that they didn't bring Rachel Sterling didn't come back for it. Uh, Amy and Fionn Edwards didn't come back for it. Mackenzie Crook basically, oh, I've come back from Africa just on the it's off a little fan of there. Nobody seems to know. Uh, was it wasn't set at Christmas. It just felt a bit unnecessary, just a bit there, it felt, didn't it? It felt thrown together. Yeah. It felt. Uh, it's like completely BBC Four asked for a seventh episode after they'd put together another great series. And not all the cast were available, no. presumably. Yeah. It just felt all a bit just random and a bit uh, blah. And... I'm so sick of being disappointed with things. I don't... Do we think Detectorists will be back? Do we think? Because they haven't announced a third series. I'm, give... I'm giving up guessing because <laughs> things always come back when I say... Hold on, I'll, I'll email Mackenzie Crook and ask him. I think it should come back if there's story, but they were hinting at the fact that um, Mackenzie Crook and Rachel Sterling's characters would be staying in Africa almost indefinitely. So they have gotten out if they just don't want to do any more series. Do you think they could do a series without Mackenzie Crook and Rachel Sterling being in it? I miss them in this, mm. so I'd have said no before. That, that was almost them. what it felt like in a way. It almost felt like this is us trying to see if we could do it because they had... And by your kind of feelings, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I think it did because some some of the charm of it is those sort of conversations between Lance and Andy, uh, Mackenzie Cook and Toby Jones. Which, if he wasn't in it, it would lose. (laughs) Moving to something I know I enjoyed Doctor Who, Gary, on Christmas Day. Did you enjoy it? I did enjoy it. It was very much a standalone episode. I mean, in in the Mm. sense, this didn't really seem to fit into the rest of the series. A lot of people complained it was kind of a little bit too emotional. Uh, but it is a Christmas special, special, and they are kind of now seeing... Yeah, in, in, in I the thought last year's Christmas special was really dark, and uh, you know, they had all that stuff about you know death, and it, yeah. it, you know they were all being... Was it like a squid or something was, was changing yeah, their the, moods, the, and they the, all thought uh, they were somewhere they the weren't? Best. I'll tell you what I thought. Oh. I thought this was one of the funniest episodes of Doctor Who I've ever seen. I thought the yeah. stuff with all the stuff with Matt Lucas, all the stuff with Greg Davis was really good. Who wrote this one? Moffat and uh, Moffat, it... I think. Moffat, there you go. Apparently, um, but Jamie didn't do as well with the show we'll talk about. No, yeah. no, but I, I, I thought it was very funny. I thought it fit Christmas Day perfectly because it was, it was a bit of fun. There was, I, I loved the chemistry between Peter Capaldi and Alex Kingston. I thought it was. Probably the best use of Alex Kingston, and it's a shame that pro- this will probably be the last time she'll be on What about screen. Hope Springs that she did a few years ago? I mean, just in Doctor Who terms. Oh, right, no, no that was pretty good. Uh, cool. The rest of her over, we'll, we'll look at in in later, <laughs> later dates. Okay. <laughs> I hadn't really um, been watching this series of Doctor Who, but obviously it's one of those things alongside EastEnders, which I always watch on Christmas Day, and I, I thought it was good. And I, I think did the, have the... a bit of... A bit of poignancy, I think. Was that what you were hinting at at the end? With Yeah, there, there was quite a lot of emotional stuff at the end. But I think a lot of Doctor Who fans who had watched this series said that it was just it was chalk and, you know, chalk and cheese compared to the series. At Christmas, it's normally in between either a doctor or in between an assistant. And mm. you, get to, you get to have fun dynamics. And yeah, it, it were, there were good humorous moments. And the, the yeah. final reveal that 
the Doctor was the Doctor and that River Song hadn't realised It was that. almost like a screwball, an old sort of screwball Yes, a lo- somebody did say it was reminiscent of an old 50s American sh- you know, film, you know, with... And it was Stephen Moffat that wrote it, and actually Douglas McKinnon who directed it as well. I would like to meet the Queen like proper. I know, obviously, and I wonder if she's like nice. I'd ask for some money, would you? I wouldn't ask for money off the Queen. <laughs> Why? Because that's, that's what mums and dads are for. Gogglebox <laughs> Frogs was also on on Christmas Day. This was the junior version of Gogglebox, where we saw a groups of I think they were around sort of six to thirteen year olds, were they? Six to twelve year olds, yeah. something around there that. There was certainly what? nobody more, oh, certainly nobody older. No than teenagers, that. no harmed in the making of this program. Uh, and they were watching a lot of stuff that had been on earlier in the year. There was the Bake Off final that they were watching. There were some nature documentaries, a couple of films. At first, I was sort of, I'm not sure how to take this, but after a while, I suppose like the normal Gogglebox, you get to know the kids, you get to know their relationships, and some of it was mm. quite sweet, some of it was quite funny. And I'm interested to see what they might do with a, a series of this. I don't know, Luke, what did you make of it? But the kids were so sweet. And I, what I was surprised by was how into each programme mm. they got to the same degree that the adults got into it I think it as the well. nature programme was the one for me, where the, you know, oh, the, the, like, the older so siblings sweet. were sort of shielding the younger it siblings. It was so sweet. It, it was just a nice... Gentle watch. Do you think the series will work? I'm just thinking in terms of the programs that they'll be watching because obviously. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It just depends what's on, and and it'll. I did. I did really enjoy this far more than I thought it would, and it made me laugh a lot. I just thought it was very genuine and sweet, and of course, they are less camera aware mm. than the adults, mm. which is what we what I liked because you knew. Nothing was there for effect, or nothing was said to be extra funny. It was just genuine, genuine reaction, and it was really sweet. Well, I and did I react like that when Tamal didn't win the Bake Off. I'm really sad. I'm gonna cry. Why? Because she. You mean happy crying? No, sad crying. Why? Because she won. I didn't want her to win. And I did like the cake she made. Then Um, there were none. And then there was none. I'm not sure. No, and then there were none. Oh, yeah. Was that you, Gary? Yeah, my bad English. (laughs) I thought you were just going to say my bad then, and I would have just hung up on you right then and then. Can I take this one and say this is an adaptation of by Agatha Christie? One of her of Agatha Christie. (laughs) Yeah. And it's set on a Scottish island, and it's. it's, No, uh, it's not. It is, isn't it? Scottish Island? No, it's no. off Devon. Oh, is it? I do apologise. For some reason, I had Scotland on the brain. Um, and um, <laughs> a, a number of different people are uh, requested to come, and they all have a past. They all seem to have killed somebody in their past, and one by one, they slowly get bumped off. It's a fantastic whodunit. The cast was a real who's who. You know, Charles Dance was fantastic in this. Sam Neill... Uh, you can talk me through some of the other names because I'm probably going to... But they were who's who, Gary. Yeah, I know. But they're, who's well, that? Aiden, Aiden... Except you Miranda don't know Richardson. who they are. Aidan Turner. Old Ark. I don't like Miranda Richardson. No, I, I didn't. In Mappel- I was like, oh, please but, let her but, be but one of the honest, first to be killed. But to be honest, she did a very good job of portraying the character. I love this. It was one of those things that you watch over Christmas, you don't have any expectations for, but you watch because... You want to watch something on BBC? Do you think it was lost in the Christmas schedules, or do you think it was 
I think I think they stand out, but I think I think as Luke probably saying is there wasn't a great deal else on unless you were a soap fan or a a football fan or something. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Something like that. So it, mm. it, this did feel special mm. to me. And the no, fact I, it was I, on over three nights as well helped, I suppose. I I really I just really enjoyed it and there were moments that were genuinely tense and there were moments that were genuinely scary. I loved all the paranoia. I, I suppose one cast member we good. haven't mentioned who was really good was Maeve Demody. I want to say is that yeah, it's only because she's my favourite thing about yeah. it. I just didn't mention it because I didn't know. Is the one that looks a little bit like Keely Hawes? Yes, yes. Sort of that... looks a bit like Keely Hawes and a bit like Eve Miles. Yeah, and I've, a I've tiny seen that. I've bit seen like that. Keira Knightley in her early years. <laughs> But um, but she's an but, Australian yeah, just, actress who hasn't. I think yeah. this is her first sort of major role in sort of British or American TV. Yeah. I don't think she's been in anything else. I, th- other than I that. think very similar to when the BBC showed the Inspector Calls uh, in the latter half of last year. Again, it, this just was. It's such a good story. Once you get good actors in it, you know it's so hard yeah. to make to get this wrong. It really is. It makes me wonder whether the BBC will invest more now in. You know these kind of dramas. I mean, this was this cross, what, what, was this what, what, cross? Was you this mean the BBC doesn't make enough costume dramas? Is what no, 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 yeah, no, no, saying... no, 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 not costume. What dramas sort of dramas? I, you're I, saying adaptations? Adaptations rather do, than they do too many of them. Well, they do enough good ones. Well, okay, in that no, in that big list of um, in new dramas, they've announced adaptations of Howard's End and um, The Woman in White. So mm. there's two. Isn't Howard's End more a remake? That I have the, I suppose. Or... No, you're thinking of Howard's Way, I think. Oh yeah, sorry, the boat. <laughs> no, I was thinking of Howard. Oh, it's, it's a long one, this. It's a long one. It's a long one. Have you told your friends about this podcast? No. Well, tell them now. It's the Custard TV podcast. There was a li- little little program. I'm not sure if you've heard of it called Sherlock. Well, it's I fair to I say that we're now it. into 2016, aren't we? And this was the first major show of 2016, and oh boy. Yes. Who wants oh, to? Who wants to take boy. Sherlock? I'm not. <laughs> Gary, go. I didn't understand it. It was far too self-referential. I, I, I was just. Sure, you just Nothing start by. I just sort of set it up a bit before yeah, we knock it, it down. Yeah, I might. Yeah. I might understand it if you said it. Yeah, up, yeah. Possibly. Well, yeah, so I'm not going to go through the entire plot of the. Oh, <laughs> oh damn! I'm not going to act it out. Uh, but this was the Abominable Bride, uh, which was. By all in, you know, it was set up. It was promoted as we are going back to the nineteenth-century original Sherlock backdrop, with obviously going from the twenty-first-century 
uh, storytelling device that the series has used thus far. So we had the original Baker Street with Mark and, Freeman, Benedict Cumberbatch um, acting as the original Holmes and Watson. The costumes, all that, all that jazz were as they were back then, you know, as we're used to. But they didn't act, you know, they weren't hamming it up. It was basically them wearing different costumes, playing the same characters. As Gary said, there was a lot of sort of self-referential bits to the stories that um, Watson had been writing. The main mystery about a, a bride coming back from the dead to get revenge on people, it was almost lost, wasn't it? When they revealed halfway through, oh, this is just sort of a drug-induced dream uh, it is, in the Monday um, Sherlock is having. What is that thing he has? It's called his dream theatre or something, or his... No, mind palace. Mind, mind dream palace. Theater. Dream theatre. Same thing. Uh, not yeah, quite, that, that was like the point it. where I suddenly thought, "Am I on drugs?" You know, that was the point of the show where I thought, "Am I?" Oh, that turkey's this? repeating. That's what you thought. Yeah, that's it's like, what's going on? Uh, <sighs> and then when they, in the Victorian version, started mentioning modern things, then I got even more confused. It was very jarring when they went in. It, it was almost like, and I said this in the review I wrote for the website thecustardv.com. Go and check that out. Um, like that, that it almost felt like at times it. like the writer Stephen Moffat was going ah oh, I bet you didn't see that coming oh look at yeah. that aren't I clever rather than uh, yeah. just sort of the odd twist and turn here and there which is what I think what we liked about Sherlock when it first started in 2010 was that it was sort of grown up storytelling that had a couple of twists and turns here and there but at the end of the day still what, you, know, you were still invested things- in the stories but I think here, the fact they kept going in and out, and I agree with you, Gary, it got more and more confusing when he, yeah. in modern day, when he went into the grave of the woman and then ended up in the Reichenbach Falls with Moriarty. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's, 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 it was if somebody, like, like Stephen Moffat, like, read Twitter one week and thought, I'll try and get all these references in there. Like, people were annoyed that... The, the episode that was called the Reichenbach Falls that this 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 new version did didn't have like the famous waterfall scene that they had so oh, I'll put that in uh, I'll put in the reference to the dogs the Hound of Baskervilles you know because we remade that and it was different and it's as if he kind of thought well I'll, I'll and it just felt confusing I liked the stuff when they were looking into the drug problems and stuff because it wasn't it's yeah. not something that they've touched on much thus far and the stuff where where it gets serious the bits between yeah, you know, the relationship between Sherlock and, and Watson, those are the bits which are, are what I like about Sherlock, but I just felt it was trying to be too clever for its own good, and I don't know if Luke wants to add anything, or he's just sort of sitting there simmering I, I, in. I, I think Stephen Moffat, I know you praised him for that, Doctor Who, but I think he is one of those sort of writers who thinks he's a lot cleverer than he is, and tries to... Come on, Luke, press gang was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've met him twice now in person, and he is very smug about the viewers, and it's very much he's the writer and you're the oh, viewer. And poor old Mark to... Gatiss, he he's involved in this as well. Yeah, I mean, he didn't write this one no. though. Did he he spent too much time in a fat, fat suit on. Yeah. yeah, I just I didn't enjoy it, and it didn't get us any further forward. What I would have enjoyed was if it was just the. The uh, the Victorian stuff because I think with a Christmas special and we all knew what we were getting. Like with just been Who, that, isn't it? I, I could have lived. I could have lived if they did the Victorian stuff and then right at the end, you what you realise it's it's him drugged up in his mind palace. 
the bit that got me was the fact that that was like two thirds of the way through the show. Mm. I think mm. what you're taking away from it though is that Moriarty isn't back. He isn't coming back as a character. It's someone no, else. No, they could have done that at the very start of series front. four. That's yeah. basically what you took away from the end of this episode. But to get mm. there, you think, uh, yeah, what I took away all from the plot. And by by the time then the reveal about the abominable bride storyline came. You didn't care about it because no, you've yeah. completely you've been programmed to. Oh, this is all about Moriarty now. Yeah. Who cares about this other thing? Yeah, you, you didn't give two hoots about uh, the, the suffragettes, which was a shame because it was a good storyline. In you didn't really care about it. Detectiving programming. Uh, Endeavor was back on Sunday night. Gary, did we watch? Of course, yes. Uh, you say of course. Together. Well, that no, but this weird. is one of my favourites. You never, uh, this of course, is one of my favourites, and I, I really, really liked this. Uh, I, this is Inspector's Morse prequel. I think most people that have listened to this podcast before know exactly what it's about. Uh, Sean Evans uh, playing uh, Inspector Morse. A lovely little bit at the beginning about his uh, his first name. Actually, I did like that, where she was trying, where the woman was trying to guess his first name. Uh, that's quite it's funny. Sort of midway through, but I'm just being yeah, pedantic. I, I don't know. I don't know why. But I basically, it. from but... the end of the, <laughs> from the end of the last series, uh, uh, Morse had spent some time in prison for allegedly shooting Roger Allen's character, um, and you got kind of like the bit of the back. Can I just history. interject? A of course. I just I I want to say that that was probably the bit that I wasn't very happy with the fact that they because mm. they set up throughout the last series this big sort of conspiracy angle. And it almost felt like in the first minute or so, they were just like, <laughs> Let's just... yeah, it's like we're throwing all of this out and sweeping it under the carpet. Um, I... They did bring it up a little bit throughout the episode with Morse being... Well, my, my, my other complaint about that side of the story was we all watched it together, not the three of us, no. but the people I was watching it with. And we're big Endeavour fans. And because it's been nearly two years, it would have been quite helpful to have a previously mm. on Endeavour, mm. because I just genuinely, I knew the vague outline of what had happened, but I wanted to go yeah. back a tiny bit, and it would have helped me yeah. enjoy it more. Do you think, I mean, do you think they're going to bring that up again, because there were hints that no, this isn't going to let it lie? So. I, 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 like think, I think this was your only kind of reference to that, because they want to get it back to normal, you know, they want to mm. get back to the idea that okay. he's back in the police force and all that, in my opinion. One of the best things that I think about Endeavour, personally, is the way in which each individual kind of section feels like its own little uh, act in a play. I mean, there was a lot of uh, good I mean, this was basically the Great Gatsby, wasn't it? I mean, It he, was very much. He yeah. was living in this little... Endeavour was living in this little hut on the river next to this million... It, it just seemed very convenient that I've got this little hut on the river next to this massive mansion where this yeah. sort of eccentric billionaire lives who just happens to... And it's all connected to this fairground and stuff like that and this dead bus conductor. But I suppose, you, again, it's a reminder that he actually did attend college in, in, in Oxford, came from a very wealthy upbringing. Mm. I think you know, he, he, And he is very classic in it. And the, the fact that he is very versed in classics, you know, that's the Morse character. You know, the, the reveal at the end, you know, where he says, you know, perhaps you shouldn't choose a name that comes from, I think it was uh, Prometheus or Odysseus. Um, but, you know, he, he it's a reminder that he's into his classical music. Mm. He, is a, but he is that. It, it's a testament to how strong the episode was that I didn't actually think like Matt. Uh, it, now he says it, it was very convenient that Morse was living next door to all these oh, people. Oh, yeah. But it didn't really make the connection then. Mm. Um, no, I, 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 I did, agree. I think the... I think the Resolved mystery was a bit weak. I didn't like. The oh, I like the resolve. Resolution. The resolve of it. I didn't. 
I mean, the fact was that all the characters were quite flimsily drawn and mm. were almost sort of too larger than life in a way for you to believe that they lived in that sort of, you know, sedate Oxfordshire countryside alongside yeah. the people. I mean, a lot, I know a lot of them were sort of circus folk. and um, But it was, mm. I think, and you mentioned this in your review, Luke, on the website, that it, it was just splendidly shot and just really lovely to look at. It looks stunning. Yeah. It really does look mm. stunning. Um, and I think this is the perfect sort of middle ground between interesting twist story and sensible like narrative device that it, it got away with a little bit more without trying to confuse the audience and outsmart them at every turn like Sherlock did. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I think the chemistry here between Sean Evans and Roger Allen is absolutely brilliant. I love both of them and I just think it's a great combination. It's one of those that just sort of works. Roger Alam especially is really, really good in this. And also Sherlock with its 90-minute time uh, run and Morse with its endeavour, rather, with its two-hour time run, it's worlds apart. Mm. You know, I was really invested in... didn't feel endeavor, like two and, hours at all. And looking at the clock... Well, it's, it's, a, it's an hour and a half with ads, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Deutschland 83 bit... was also on on Sunday night on Channel yeah, 4. Was... Did we all watch this? Of, of course. We did. Gary? Don't say of course like you always watch it. told me to watch it. So when, I I, when I say did we all watch this, I mean, Gary, did you watch this? <laughs> yeah, that's what we really mean. It's, yes, it's, it's a nice way of asking whether you did. Yes, I did, and I liked it. want to leave this one then uh okay well this is um yeah this should be good you might have to help me along the way with this one Gar- this uh, Luke, part... you do this one then yeah go on yeah well no i'll set the scene it, it, no let him do it it's funnier if he does it's it. part of a new channel for uh online service called walter presents and i've done my it's actually walter presents presents <laughs> walter is the name of the person uh who the company was founded by that uh has basically put together all these shows it's the name of an international company that's you on know your... what you said about tuning out during Sherlock yeah. I know <laughs> anyway still, a lot of a lot of foreign dramas a real mixture crime comedy uh different Political. shows uh one about poker I believe uh, is, is, is being shown on all four. Yeah, it's true. On all four. Uh, it's also on uh, Freeview. I believe this is a channel you can watch on Freeview and stuff like that. But, I uh, don't know whether that's true. Well, I'm, oh, yeah, I don't know. But you, you'll be able to get it on Tell all four. Tell us about Deutschland 83, guys. Deutschland 83 <laughs> is the first of these. There's uh, many more coming. It's basically a similar plot device to the Americans, but of course set completely differently in West Germany, but is set in the 1980s, around the the height of the Cold War Reagan administration, and it's about East Germany 
wanting to put people in powerful positions in West Germany to spy on their negotiations with the Americans around possible uh, nuclear deterrence or nuclear threats against Russia. I do not know the names of the characters, I'm afraid. I have to admit that up front. A German lady recruits her <laughs> There's nephew. a lot of Germans in it. Yeah. I love this. German, this is a great... An East a, a German, German lady. Yeah, it, she recruits her dying sister, her cancerous sister's oldest son, who's an East German soldier, to go, and, mm-hmm. to go and be... Only well, son. we don't know that. To go and be... Yes, we do. She said he's my only son. Oh, did oh, fair. Yeah. oh you good point, yeah. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I didn't watch that. Basically, he goes and, he goes and works for the, the, the man who is doing a lot of the negotiating with the Americans uh, in the West German government. He acts as this kind of like he's what an Americans would call his bag man. You know, like the president has someone who sort of carries his bag. de camp. Yeah, exactly. You know, it makes him go out and get cigarettes and you know gum and things He's like that. He's the Tony Hale. It abs- yeah, absolutely. That's a good yeah. analysis. Yeah, well done. And um, basically, this first episode is what's supposed to be a single mission to retrieve information uh, is now going to turn into a whole kind of series of where this guy is having to perform various missions, very similar to you know how the Americans and they have a uh, a contact over in West Germany who's a professor at Bonn University um, and um, various other inside people. I'm guessing that throughout the series we'll get more and more uh, revelations about people who are actually East German spies in West Germany. But set in the 80s and a, a fantastic 80s soundtrack. You couldn't tell. No, it was very, uh, fat, fat, very fat, much fat, in the background. Fantastic soundtrack. I think we all have to agree. To that. They didn't waste much time getting to 99 Love Balloon. No. Did they? Um, they didn't. No, no. And and again, and again. One of the things they did very well was showing the discrepancy or the differences between East and West Germany, the decadence of West Germany, the so-called freedom, and, and how East Germany was obviously the Eastern Bloc and under Russian control. But you are supposed to think of the East Germans as the good guys in this, aren't you? Aren't they, I suppose? Well, it's as much as the Russians are the good guys in the Americans, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. That he's the sort of sympathetic character, and everyone else. Yeah. I think both the East German and West German forces, the the sort of political characters that we meet, are almost sort of trying to manipulate things for their own gain. So I don't think either side are particularly seen as the heroes. It's just him. Yeah. His that's singular right. mission. He's basically doing it so his mum gets on the transplant list. Yes. Uh, mm. Like and, and he'll get a house needs? and a car. I can't remember what she needs. Something in German. Needs a kidney transplant. <laughs> needs a kidney. <laughs> a schnitzel. A schnitzel transplant. <laughs> obviously, Channel Four deciding that they're going to branch out. I mean, obviously, they did the Returned. Uh, there's this another is one. Sort of, yeah, I was going to say, like with the Returned, when they decided the second series will put it on all four, and now they've put another subtitle More. drama on Channel Four on Sunday night at nine o'clock. So it's yeah. a bit weird. Poker one, I will tell you, is called Ten. Award-winning Swiss crime thriller, a high-stakes poker game, a wanted criminal, and a rigged room. There you go. And I'm really looking forward to Spin as well, which is the Gary's talking about. French French political one. French Borgen, as it will now long. Yeah, I told Gary and Matt to watch this for this week's podcast a while ago because I saw the first two episodes a while ago, and there is... His girlfriend in going skinny dipping in the second episode. Uh, I'm going to watch it now. I wasn't. Yeah, exactly. Where can I find the second episode? It's on on Sunday at nine. But I've I've got that for my own amusement. Um, (laughs) He snuck away for an hour on Christmas Day while his parents Uh, were watching. (laughs) That was my Empire Strikes Back. (laughs) (laughs) The Alstrup. 
Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah. All over the. Co- <laughs> 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 I can't talk about this seriously now, don't you? I really enjoyed. <laughs> the time you spent on it. I really enjoyed this. I thought it was really classy. I thought it was. Like you. Easy to follow. And it was, but I don't think. I hope Matt will stick with it, and maybe you will. I wasn't convinced. I, well, I don't know. I wasn't well yesterday while I was watching it, so that might have been... <laughs> no, no, no. Nothing to do with the show, but in myself, I'd sort of had a bit of a cold and stuff like yeah, that. I was being very right. lethargic. Um, so just finding it very hard to concentrate crowd. on anything generally. Deutschland so 83 wasn't the best thing to watch. No, but I found it very, at times, very over-expositional. I know it was the first episode, so there was a lot of plot to get through. But mm. even the moments of tension didn't really get me. There was obviously the stuff yeah. where he had to do, you know, get all the information. And later he found out that someone sort of maybe had stumbled upon his mission. And I just, it was, it didn't get me on the edge of my seat like I think it should have done and needed to do. And as well, I, 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 thought, the, sure I thought the that... time period was sort of very overt and in your face. It's like, as you say, here's 99 Luff Balloons, here's Blue Monday... I might give it another go, especially now knowing what's in episode two. Yeah. Each to their own. I quite enjoyed this. No, no, uh, I thought I thought it was all right, but no. Um, should I, we go I liked on it. to Silent Witness, which I know we all didn't watch because I've not seen it. I'm not a massive Silent Witness fan, so I'll let you two discuss this while I go and watch. Well, I, I'm two. a fairly recent Silent Witness fan. I think I have to credit Luke with kind of like I remember watching the first few series when with... um, Amanda. Holden? No. Uh, oh, I think God. I did that gag last year. We do this every year, oh, no, not just yeah. last year. You think it would stick it one time? When we've Amanda. Byram. Bolt. Second. Um, begins with a B, so you're close. Bannister. To Byram. No, you'll never get yeah. that. Amanda Byrne. Ah, that's it. That's the one. Amanda Bannister. Uh, that's a very toast to London type name, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> Amanda Burton in this originally, and it was basically based around her. And now, although Amelia Fox is the lead character, it's more about the the, the whole uh, you know pathology area and the crimes and what goes on. Best part of this first double header, which was basically around um, revisiting some cases that she had worked on, and whether she made mistakes and uh, whether her mistakes had led to other problems, was a fantastic support. Was a fantastic uh, supporting cast. Featuring Lisa Tarbuck in a very good role as an yeah, absolute. Can I say of a cop or not? No, you can't. Sorry. I'll have to edit that out. They're playing yeah. an absolute nasty bad oh, bad. Calm down. Cop. Even that's gonna have to go. Um... <laughs> he really got <laughs> no, on my I... nerves as a character. It was a yeah. really good piece of acting. I've always enjoyed Silent Witness, and I did write a piece online on the website about it gets six million viewers each episode. Mm. Not each you know, went up as well. Uh, so it's not underrated in as much as people aren't watching it. It's just underrated because it's not talked yeah, about. Yeah, it's not put out there like day. a Luther or a Sherlock or a Doctor no. Who, is it? I think I've read that somewhere what... else. Someone else wrote a similar article yeah. saying it sort of always like gets audiences of that level and it's on its 19th series and people still like it for some reason. What I said in the article, but I want you to read it, is, is its diversity. So this week it might be about Nikki and something yeah. she's done. Next week they might be completely in the background and it might be about a murderer and what they're doing. And the week after that it might be something. They can just do so much with the criminal pathologist thing where the le- the main characters are either in the story or not or just on the sidelines yeah. or not. 
or it's the crime that's really interesting as opposed yeah i mean you do have you do have to you know ignore your rational mind would a pathologist really be yeah there is whatever i always think that if you can get over that and you have to to enjoy it it is a really well put together piece of telly and the two-part element is yeah. what i think sets it apart yeah the fact that you get a, a good a and there, story. Are only fi- there are only five 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 stories a year yeah. doesn't that stay it's welcome it, it'll be gone by the middle of february and back again next year and i yeah. just really enjoy it no i think it's very good no. I, I i think we've been given a number of good dramas to look at earlier this year nice to see some strike from eastenders again as well Who was should, should we have a bit of a classy ending with celebrity big brother well, Gary, did you watch? Yeah, of course I did. I twittered and. Uh... Will you stop saying? Of course you did. Sorry, I did. <laughs> so we've got the the largest amount of Celebrity Big Brother housemates in history, but obviously, quite literally in this case, quantity does not negate quality or no. doesn't mean quality. I mean, how many of these did you recognise, Gary? I'd say half. Really I not. feel like Darren Day has been on Celebrity Big Brother before, or no, he hasn't. Be. I haven't seen um, Darren Day in a while on TV. Actually. No, I know, but I kind of felt like he should have been on it before. He was on the first I'm a Celebrity. David Guest was on I'm a Celebrity, wasn't he? And mm. Gemma Collins, briefly. Gemma Collins and... Danielle Westbrook. Yeah, they're recycling a lot of people. And obviously, you've got Christina Rianoff from Strictly and mm. X on the Beach people and people Chris, like that. So it just Christian feels like... Yeah, it's like every kind of reality show is being sort of incorporated mm. into one. Obviously, yeah. some of the Americans, I've no idea. I mean, I, I, I've never heard of Angie Bowie, apart from the fact that she's got the famous surname. I've never heard of the best friend of Kim Kardashian, whoever the hell he is. I think David Guest could be good comedy. But... And I say, we have to uh, re-establish private browsing mode because they've got a Hollyoaks girl in this, Stephanie Davis. Yeah, uh, but yeah I know I'm how not... to do that now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, do you? She... Okay, good, yeah. Her, her most famous thing, though, Stephanie Davis, is being sapped from Hollyoaks for... Uh... Oh, is she the one for drinking? drinking. She yeah, was actually was. originally going to be on I'm a Celebrity uh, instead of Georgie Porter, but she had a severe nut allergy, which apparently meant she couldn't be in the jungle. <laughs> she couldn't have eaten the testicles. And the big theme this year is that they locked everything in boxes. Um, yeah, including Darren Day and some bloke off And John Partridge have been locked in a box. Um, I suppose we should mention the fact that, the, um, that there's already been a number of complaints to Ofcom about comments made by the uh, former boxer Winston, whatever his name is, um, yeah, who's now with, yeah, that's right, who's now the. Well, he's UK. not anymore, is he? English well, Democrats, he's with now. He said at the beginning. I would describe myself as flamboyant. I'm flash. I'm the second coming. <laughs> I cope with a homosexual in the house. I guess I just have to be standing against a brick hole all the time. Be good if there's a bit of beauty in the house. I love girls, man. It's as if it thought, well, the more celebrities we throw in, it'll be better. But, I mean, it's only on for, what, three weeks, four weeks? Yeah. So there's going to be a they lot of eviction. done with getting, yeah, getting rid of about four or six. I mean, you don't need the Geordie Shaw guy. You, don't, you certainly don't need that Mr. Island fella or the ex on the no, beach girl. He was the one that I was like, what the f***? I don't yeah, think you just felt like he just wandered on to set. And yeah, just like, hey, can I hear? Go in then. It, it, yeah, they've gone for stereotypes of characters that they've had before. 
and the, I said it. I said it in the beginning. You know, the the, the pre tapes that they do are just ridiculous because the American woman who did the whole "I am the biggest so and so in the in the house" and all yeah, that walked that. in, but all of a sudden was as nice as Pi. I said on Twitter, "She'll be making tea for a morning two days." They pump these characters up, but to me, it's a character like David Guest that is the most interesting because he's yeah, David Guest is nuts. a big character. I think Angie Bowie will be a big character. Nancy Delolio is quite a big character. Um, no, I think she'll be a sh- she'll wallflower. I, I don't. I don't think she's that. Okay, so who do you think? If you had to say someone to win now, who would you say? I, I would Dar- say Darren Stephanie Day. Darren Day has a redemption story. So Darren Day, th- yeah. So, and I, uh, I'd go Stephanie Davis. Luke, who are you going uh, for to win Celebrity Big Brother? Um, oh God, John Partridge. Why okay. not? Um, Pick okay. of the week. Pick of the week, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I've been looking at the week. And I am going to say that, that I mean, there's still the things we've talked about are still on, but it's something we, Matt and I didn't get to discuss, and we will on perhaps on a later podcast. If oh, Matt's I think I know what you're going for here, can I guess what your you, week is? Yes, Walking the Himalayas, Walking the Himalayas, <laughs> Sunday at 8 on Channel 4. I just find this, I found Walking the Nile compelling, and Walking the Himalayas, yeah, I watched the second one of the, this as well, so yeah, I, I agree. Uh, yeah, Walking the Himalayas, if you've not watched it, catch up on all four and then watch the third of the four episodes five? on Sunday 8. Third of five. Oh, is it five? five. Okay, third of the five. Um, I'm going to go for um, something starts on Thursday on ITV at nine o'clock. It's Jericho, a new, oddly a new, almost like a Western set in Yorkshire in the 1870s. Uh, it's got a, quite a big cast, Mark Addy, Jessica Rain. Clark Peters from The Wire, uh, Hans Matheson. Uh, And it's basically set around the construction of a railway and all the various characters who are sort of congregating around it. There's lots of sort of suspense, murder, romance, all that. And it's just something a bit different from the normal sort of crime dramas that we get at this time of year, as we've sort of discussed quite a few of them uh, on the podcast. So it's an interesting one. I hope uh, both of you, (coughs) Gary, uh, watch it. (laughs) I'm going to go for Gotham, which returns on Monday to Channel 5. I caught up with Series 1 on Netflix uh, and really enjoyed it. And this second series is called Rise of the Villains uh, and and features more and more of the traditional Batman villains coming out of themselves and revealing themselves. So uh, I'm really looking forward to it. So you can follow me on Twitter. What about new feature? What are we doing at the end? Well, we will end the quiz next week. Next week will be the end of the quiz. And then I will, in development with some people, I will be having a brand new feature, which uh, will debut <laughs> in two weeks' time. It's incredibly vague, but I love it. Uh, at development Lucas with TV, some people. Me on Twitter. I've got no clue at what it Lucas... is so far. <laughs> yeah. At Lucas to TV for me on Twitter. Alec Gary Show for Gary and at Matt's TV Bites for Matt. Facebook.com forward slash the custard TV. And uh, you can also get the original site, www.custardtv.com. Download this and subscribe on iTunes. You'll join us next week where we'll be talking more telly and more rubbish. Good night. Bye. Bye-bye. Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.